0: Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Washknobs who have made it to episode 93. Michael, what is up? Oh, there's a bug attacking at me. There's like a fly in here.
1: Welcome to the <laughs> wacky world. <laughs> the, the whimsical wacky world of TBWS. This is Mike and Kaz,
0: and welcome to another edition of Who's in My Mouth?
1: <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is it uh <laughs> Yeah? Is it a is, are you sure it's just a, a, a regular bug or is it a wasp or something dangerous? <laughs> it's a bee.
0: They've finally come for their revenge. <laughs> I
1: I've 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 fallen for a new hyper niche segment of online content which is uh, pets that swallow uh you know bugs that bite. Oh that's so awful. Like a like a cat a cat that will swallow a wasp and then the owner will post a photo after. Poor and the kitty. You'll be all swollen. swollen. Oh, that's, yeah. that's awful, yeah, they, they, dude. They call, them, they call them jalapeno sky raisins. <laughs> I that's, fucking that's, I hate,
0: hate the internet. Poor kitties. <laughs> oh, man, all right. We got to get focused. This is a watch podcast. This, this, is a, this is a clean, family-friendly watch podcast. Not some kind of crude, money ass show, but God knows what. <laughs> i'm drinking wine out of a juice cup that's my I'm, I'm drinking wine out of a juice cup and I'm eating graham crackers
1: you know I have beer in a mason jar and it almost feels slightly more intellectual well because does
0: that work because you're too smart for a regular fucking glass that's that's how I interpret every time someone uses a mason jar <laughs> no you know well here's I mean? the
1: thing we we ran out of glasses because we were breaking them um <laughs> My wife and I realized that the wine glasses we had were actually the target wine glasses that she has had since before we were married. Nice. And then actually, a few weeks ago, literally one of them broke in her hand. Oh, yeah. We were watching a comedy special, and she laughed, and I guess she squeezed the glass too hard, and it broke in her fucking hand, dude. Is she, she was okay? bleeding everywhere. Oh, no. And she she did
0: She did cut herself. Jesus.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. It was brutal. But, um, you know, since then, we are like, fuck it we're gonna use mason jars for everything these things are pretty thick
0: Fuck it, man yeah i i don't i don't think I, I don't think your wife would break a mason jar like in her hands laughing or something yeah. I, I can't see maybe. that happening
1: maybe it depends
0: becky's <laughs> becky's hulk strength kicks in when she's trying to like wash a wine glass so if she's doing dishes and if there's like a wine glass <laughs> she just leaves it for me to clean up because she's just because she uh, uh, we we used to have all these ikea wine glasses and then they just break while she cleaned them because her Hulk strength just kicks in. You know what yeah. I mean? And they just break. So she's just like, she's like, you clean all the wine glasses." I'm like, all right. So, <laughs> Since I had to clean all the wine glasses, I'm not drinking out of a wine glass. I'm drinking out of a juice cup.
1: <laughs> juice cup is fine. Um, juice cup works, man. I think or... I'm going to start a business though where I uh, manufacture reusable mm-hmm. Capri Sun pouches. So if I could drink everything out of a Capri Sun pouch where the straw won't puncture through the other end, um, yeah, I think I think I would kind of How
0: would you I, refill That's enough
1: that's enough science to land on Mars, actually, how would you, if I accomplish that.
0: How would you re Yeah, yeah, I mean I mean, listen here, Mr. Hawkins. Like, how would you <laughs> refill the Capri Sun pouch? Would you have to like baby bird the liquid into the pouch? Or like is there a way you know what I'm, I'm saying?
1: I'm thinking I'm thinking of a pressure, like a pressure sealed. Um, valve at the bottom end where you can just unscrew it and then uh, I don't know plug something in there and fill it. I think it from, might be a, I, from from the the bum. I think it might,
0: I think it might be a better use of your of your intellectual prowess to be solving the water crisis in Africa as opposed to like you know the reusable Capri Sun bag. But what do you think?
1: i i mean <laughs> actually maybe I, I th- this could solve. I think they're related maybe yeah. right
0: this they could be related and maybe the capri sun <laughs> bag has a filter built into it so all the kids have to do in africa is just like scoop like water in the capri sun bag and the filter will clean it and they could drink it like a, like a capri sun
1: this is this is when all of the new listeners just tune away yeah i'm pretty you, sure we lost about 25 fucking... percent of the audience You, 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 you weak bastards. You gotta,
0: you gotta stay strong, guys. We're talking about watches. This is a watch podcast on, on watch, watch world. This is Mike and Kaz. Welcome to Two Boat Watch Knobs. Really interesting episode today. (laughs) Sorry, very distracted. Mike and I have both had crazy work weeks, and so it's nice to just, it's nice to just not be working. (sighs) But yeah. be on air you know what i mean so um this is actually a really really fun episode this my episode was all totally michael's idea it's something i've always kind of thought about but it's never been articulated in the way that you had kind of t- articulated it do you want to, p- to preface the show because usually it's my dumbass just trying to like trip through telling everyone what the show is about
1: i can do it so um we we talk a lot of times about sub collections on this show uh i've often discuss the possibility of pursuing a sub collection within my collection. Uh, I'm really attracted to aviation inspired timepieces, um, space travel inspired time pieces like the Speedmaster. So, Just to
0: clarify, when you say sub collection, you don't mean submariner your collection. You mean like a subset within yes. your collection.
1: That, that thank you for clarifying that. Yes. Not <laughs> <Okay>. a sub collection. <laughs> that sounds pretty boring. Um, yeah. So like a collection within a collection, right. um, and I've always said to Kaz, you know, I love my Speedmaster, but I would love, <laughs> you know, a Seconda, like, 3017. I'm keeping my eyes out for Pogue, you. You know, like a space sub-collection. Yeah. A, a mini-collection to satisfy you when you're, um, you know, bored with all the other watches. On, you On those cold, lonely Seattle nights. Yeah. And then this, so we did the <laughs> SKX episode not long ago, and um, we started talking about the different variations of the SKX Diver. And the general history of the Seiko Diver. And as a result, we got a lot of correspondence coming in saying, you know, I really love this diver and this diver, this one, this Seiko looks really special. And one thing I realized was that a lot of these uh, divers that you guys were pointing out were kind of rare, kind of limited in the sense that they were um, almost exotic dials. Yeah. Uh, so a really popular one was the SKX011J, which is the orange dial, or the SKXA35, which is the yellow dial, or the 7548 teal dial. And this got me thinking that, um yeah, there might be a subset of collector that's interested in collecting dive <clears> watches <throat> with these almost um, abnormal dial variations, these weird yeah. fluorescent colors. Um, whether it's a fully loom dial or just a fluorescent green dial, novelty uh, factor.
0: I would classify it as like an interesting novelty factor.
1: Yeah, know? yeah. So, so today we were kind of we were kind of going to talk about um, that sort of family of watches across several different brands. I have some questions for you. You might know more about this than I do. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> no, because I was hunting for something, and I think oh, I'll just. I was having a hard time, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just ask Cass." Okay. Um, you know because we we, we see this trend um, from Swiss watches, Japanese watches, Soviet watches um, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with the myth, the, the, the myth that's um, that kind of surrounds visibility underwater you know what color looks best underwater um, interesting And so there are different theories there, so we'll talk about that as well um, and yeah. I'm excited the dog's happy. I don't dogs, know if you heard her. Dog dog is
0: into it, dude. What 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 what, what, what watch is the dog wearing for the wrist check?
1: I wish I had a little chihuahua sized Seiko. I've, I I I've, <laughs> I've been toying with the idea
0: of getting of getting yin and yang my two cats like like little Seiko fives so that I can like fashion collars out of
1: for them. That would be great.
0: I think it would be incredible. And <laughs> then
1: we can ex- we can inspect how long the movements stay powered. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea.
0: I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it would finally be the thing that would get Seiko, the Seiko brand, talking to you guys to finally oh recognize Seiko Catterday.
1: No, you know what they need? Actually, they each one of them they need a Seiko um one of those school pieces. Was it Raketa?
0: The Raketa school?
1: <laughs> yes. There's like a there's a baby blue one and a pink one, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they each need one of the, one of those.
0: I can you can you can find those pretty cheap on eBay. You know, if you're lucky, between thirty and forty bucks. It's a really fun watch. The dial. But those has, are
1: manual, right? Those oh are yeah, manual one. It's line? a
0: two six zero nine in there, so it's a manual wine, So you're gonna I have mean, to
1: wind them every day. <laughs> wind. You have to wind. <laughs> I have the cat to wind my cats. <laughs> Come <laughs> here, sweetie.
0: Daddy's gotta wind you. Said so, said no one ever. I'm sure. I'm sure plenty of people said that. Actually, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> Take that back, man. But yeah, no, I could totally get them. Some kind of school. The kind school is really fun for anyone that hasn't seen it. It's this little round watch that comes in blue or this like pink that Michael is talking about. Um, uh, the theory is that it was designed to be a school child's first watch, and so the dial looks like lined writing paper, like college ruled paper, and it has like 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 little pencil almost like written Arabic numerals in there. It's really it's really quite a charming watch. Um, yeah. Definitely very cool, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm excited to get into the episode for the day. I'm excited to just talk, talk about some other really cool watch news that have gone on, and some other really cool website news, and just website, and just and just like two book watch knobs news that's happening in general. But should we honor tradition? Should we honor really one of the only traditions we have on this on this this smutty smutty ass show? You want to do a wrist check? I'm ready. You want to do? You want to go first? Or should I go first?
1: I can go first. I'm wearing the um. Let me make sure I have the reference right. Are you
0: are you wearing that? Are you? I saw a watch recently online. It has like a water purification tablet in it. Is that the Stallone watch? You know what I'm talking about.
1: Oh my God! The recent. Are you talking about the Richard meal?
0: Yes, so that's just Stallone.
1: Yes. Are you wearing that, Michael? <laughs> that thing's like that thing's like over a million dollars. You know what's funny? So, okay, well, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about
0: this later, but, like, I was looking at that watch, and I think they're trying to, like, make it seem like it's this big-time, like, survival watch. It has all these complications, and it has a little area on the watch for you to, like, like release a water purification tablet and everything, like, yeah. right? It's yeah. a million-dollar watch. If you can afford a million-dollar watch, you're probably not going to get lost in the jungle. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I I, th- I think the BS surrounding that watch also, I think Stallone said, oh, you know... If uh, if Rambo had a watch, you know, I think this is the one he'd have. No.
0: No, dude, he would have a $15 dollar time up. Yeah, yeah, dude, he would have a $15 Timex that he would that he would get covered in blood. You know <laughs> what I mean?
1: Oh man, but it, you know, that's it's kind of significant <laughs> to see um the Stallone identity transfer from Panerai to Richard Meal because he was really instrumental And Panerai becoming what it is today.
0: Yeah, weren't they like failing and then he was over in Italy and he saw them in like a shop window and he like wore one in one of his movies and everyone's like, what the fuck is he wearing?
1: Something like that. I I don't know about you. When I was younger, I really liked the movie uh, Daylight when that bridge collapses on top of everyone. He has to get them out.
0: I vaguely recall that movie. I, I don't have very strong memories though with that.
1: Yeah, he's. Yeah, he, I think he has a panerai, some kind of weird panerai uh, chrono in that in that movie. But um.
0: Wow, that's heavy, man. But so, but yeah, then, but the headline is, is the first one. The headline is you're not wearing that watch, right? Now.
1: I'm not wearing that watch. I'm wearing something a little less expensive. Just okay. a Tiny, but this this watch is about 150 dollars.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were wearing the Jackie Chan Richard meal.
1: It's <laughs> so a little less expensive, Jackie Chan? It's got like what a dra- it
0: has like a dragon giving itself a reach around like on the <laughs> dial. Have you seen that thing? It's like, like cur- ah. it's like curled in this dial like like fondling itself. And I'm like,
1: Whoa, what's it doing? I just like how Jackie Chan comes out in inter- <laughs> interviews. He's like, oh, I'm not gonna give my kids anything when I'm dead. They're gonna have to work. <laughs> but he's buying himself richard meals. Oh man, he's, he's earned it. Man, man's
0: earned it as far as I'm concerned. I'm so sorry. I keep I keep it in for your goddamn wrist check, Michael. What the hell are you wearing?
1: No, it's okay. I'm wearing the watch that we posted today on the <coughs> Instagram account. It's the Seiko SNZH53J1.
0: Hell yeah. Um, Some, sometimes called the Seiko 50 Fathoms, right? Is it the one? Seiko
1: 55. Fathoms. 55 Fathoms? Because this is a Seiko <laughs> 5. You know, and it got, it got me thinking that the Seiko 5 that. collection is really overlooked in a lot of cases. Um, uh, after putting this one on, I really started um lusting over the uh, what is it Hmm. the sea the sea urchin oh yeah snz something yeah it's another snz i think it's a 17 or whatever yeah but there's a there's a blue one which is kind of rare uh so i've been looking at that watch all day but this this thing is cool it's um can you hear my dog eating by the way?
0: 100% I was gonna ask you, it sounds like you have like a prisoner behind bars there and they're rattling their like metal soup cup on the bars because they're hungry and you're just trying to ignore them like it puts the lotion, it puts the lotion on its skin. I don't want to say anything, so I don't want to be rude, but I can 100% hear some kind of like ghost of Christmas past change.
1: <laughs> All she's doing is she's just going to town on this food I just served her. Leia? You done? Leia eat quieter. <laughs> Jesus, man. Fuck. Okay. So yeah, this is this is the watch I'm wearing. It's the the Seiko 55 Fathoms.
0: That's so cool. Um
1: People go to town on these things, modding them also. They they change the um, the Seiko logo, they change the crystal, they put it <laughs> They put a loomed vessel on it. <laughs> I can't. Oh man. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm I am so want to bring them, like, closer. I'm so sorry. Well, and,
0: <laughs> I really hope you don't cut this out in post. People need to hear your dog eating.
1: I'm not cutting it. Dude, I haven't cut anything out in, in
0: ages. <laughs> very, um, very steadfast rule of not ever editing this show. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, it sounds like she's done. Is she done?
1: Anyways, it's, it's a fine watch. It's a fine Seiko 5 dive watch.
0: Do we have um, a review of that watch on the website yet? We don't, do we? We don't. Would you reopen it to doing
1: it? Uh, yeah, I should probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it could be a lot but, of fun. Yeah. I think so. Um This thing is really cool also because it has a really probably the the watch's best feature is the glossy um mm-hmm. the glossy almost acrylic oh, bezel. The, the
0: bezel. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I've I've I feel like I've seen that also on like other almost like vintage watches or even some like random like micro brands. I think I've seen it on like old school Zodiacs actually. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. Zodiacs have them. I think some modern Zodiacs have them. Yeah. Um, I'm not a 50 fathoms kind of guy. Some people are really tied into the history Mm -hmm. uh, behind that watch. But I think, I think that watch has this same kind of deal going on. Um, but this thing looks great, especially in the, um, in natural sunlight. Um, for a while I've thought about replacing the bracelet but I'm uh, some days I love it some days I hate it. Do you have it in the just, bracelet right now? Yeah, I've okay. never taken this off the off the bracelet. Oh wow. This is completely original. I, I like to keep my Seiko's 100% original. I I, th- I I think about modding them but I just I never do it. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, this is the blue version. This is also the J version or the JDM version so it has English and Arabic for the date wheel that's awesome so it's friday now so it's got the the red friday in arabic um which looks pretty cool i really <laughs> dig it yeah
0: <laughs> that's killer though man is so the the is the bracelet on that not like the best quality though is that is, is that like the point you were trying to make or
1: it's good quality it's just a little thick it doesn't taper as much as it should oh interesting yeah so you know, actually, this watch, if this watch came with the stock Jubilee that my SKX175 came with, mm-hmm. it'd be perfect. It'd wow. be perfect.
0: Um, Can you, like, jimmy it on there, or are the lugs totally different? Or, like, the end link's totally different, right? I think the lugs are different. Mm-hmm. I, I
1: wish I wish I could just buy, um, you know, a regular Uncle Seiko yeah. reproduction for this thing, but I don't think he has anything that fits yet. If I'm wrong, people let me know. And send me a link and tell me to buy it, and I will <laughs> <laughs> tonight
0: send Michael the link tonight. You know,
1: this c- thing looks great, it looks great on NATO's. Um, you know, it looks great on what's a rubber the rubber strap as well. I think, did you have that at windup? I did, I showed this to you at the hotel. When yeah, you're
0: sitting in the hotel bar. What's the What's the diameter on that thing? Is it 42? Because I, I felt like when I saw it, it was bigger than I expected. That's what you said. So, this
1: is this is great, yeah, yeah, it, it is. This was not bigger than I expected. I guess I've seen bigger in my time. Um, this is 42 millimeter diameter. It is 45 lug to lug. Oh, wow. About um, 14 thick. That's
0: a great lug to lug measurement. 45? That's cool. Yeah,
1: Some somebody actually just commented. They said, oh, it looks perfect for your wrist. And I, 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 I don't mean to brag, but I think it is perfect <laughs> for my wrist. That's awesome
0: yeah so this was staying in the collection for a while
1: yeah you know i i've actually I, i've looked at this watch sometimes and sometimes i really want to give back to the community and i think to myself i'm just going to give this watch away today but then i put it on and i'm like ah, fuck you all no michael if it. you
0: want to get back to the community like <laughs> don't do, do, donate your hair or like go and pick up the trash in the streets don't give away your watch
1: <laughs> donate my hair donate your well, hair well that's what, what Beck- my hair do I- well no, 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 no like I'll, a um, condiment
0: no that's a thing locks for love like becky grew her hair out for the wedding oh. and now that we're like past the wedding she's gonna cut it it's super like like her hair is down to like her ass like it's fucking it's like rapunzel oh, it's wow fucking super long because she mm. wanted to like braid and do all this shit for it for the for the wedding and so now that we're like past that and everything she wants to cut okay. it and like donate it because they there's a there's a there's some kind of organization called Locks like Locks for Love I think it's called and like they take care and I think they make wigs for people who need wigs and if, I think if they're going through like chemotherapy or chemotherapy. something like that you yeah. know what I'm saying so you could do if you want to get back Michael do do that keep just keep your watch for God's sakes. keep your watch all right
1: all I'm all I'm doing now I think to better serve the community is um I'm pulling those bikes out of the water those bike share those ride share bikes I'm just are people yeah. throwing
0: those in the water? That's horrible.
1: <laughs> They're throwing them in the water, dude. Dude, why? Why does? <laughs> why, why does everyone have to ruin
0: everything? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can't have nice shit, dude.
1: No, never. Oh, never. My,
0: I'm never leaving my house again, dude. But Isn't... you know,
1: it's 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 time. It's times like these when a when a when a good old hundred fifty dollar <laughs> Seiko five will save the day. Yeah, you know, dude. And so... I, I I think I think the collection is. Really underrated. Um, Obviously, Seiko 5. It's really popular when you look at the SNK, um, the little field watch looking. 803,
0: 805, 807. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But they have some great divers, man. They have some great divers. I think even some, (laughs) (coughs) some, some good chronographs. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I think um... the issue
0: with the Seiko... Not the issue, but I think the reason Seiko fives sort of get sidelined pretty easily is that people see them as almost like a starter or a beginner watch because they're so affordable. Mm. You know what I mean? Which obviously, like, isn't the case. So I feel like when someone passes that Seiko 5 threshold, they should never look at anything below prospects or some shit like that. Which obviously just isn't true. I mean, just because it says Seiko 5 on there does not mean it's like... A beginner watch, you know what I mean. The the, the last thing you should do is judge. Is so cliche. Judge a book by its
1: cover. <laughs> now these these are great, man. Yeah, I bought my dad a Seiko five for uh, Father's Day. It was fifty bucks. He loves it.
0: Didn't didn't you do while oh, we were on air for the Father's Day yeah. episode?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: he likes it. Good. I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I was, I was, was, I was the... wondering the other day.
1: And look, the price went up. It's the SN. <laughs> this is so funny. It's the SNKK.
0: Q7. Hey, Kate, thanks. Bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but that's what I'm wearing. I'm wearing, I guess, essentially what's um, known as the 55 fathoms in blue. Um, is it blue and gilt or just blue and silver? No, just blue and silver. Okay, yeah.
0: I, I'm, I'm thinking of something else then. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool, cool. Should, 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 should I? Is, is it my turn for the wrist check?
1: It is your turn. Yeah
0: i'm so sorry i'm 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 still <laughs> i'm still wearing the Gavox Rhodes.
1: <laughs> that's you know what i'm i'm kind of i'm jealous you have two of them there Just i have two of them
0: out. i can i can ship one of them to you uh if you'd like um I'm, i've been wearing the blue one so here so here's the difference <clears throat> last last monday i was wearing the Gavox Rhodes on um the brace that it came with which is which is phenomenal absolutely mm-hmm. incredible the whole package of a watch that you get for like 400 400 USD I'm still just just blown away by it I'll never understand why more people aren't into gavox because in terms of micro we talked about this last week um uh Michael happy over at gavox and then Nick Harris over at Orion actually congratulations Nick I think Nick just graduated from today well yeah he just today, t- today August 17th congratulations dude just graduated. what a guy what a guy you know
1: this this is this is a guy that's that's running a micro brand mm-hmm. and he's being candid enough to the point where he's showing you his progress during watchmaking school. Super cool. No, no, nobody's doing that. Everyone's either just just running a, a watch brand or something and trying to make it seem like they're, I don't know, bringing you Rolex quality at an affordable price. They <laughs> cut out the
0: middleman, Michael. Right? Cut
1: out the middleman. <laughs> I wanted to make my own minimalist design. <laughs> That's
0: so good. But yeah, um, um, See, last week we talked about um, You know, um, Ryan watches and Gavox being incredibly underrated in the microbrand community. I'll, I'll never know why, it's just one of those things, that's why I'm gonna do my goddamn best to let everyone know how incredible this Gavox Rhodes is. I am super into this watch, I've been learning about this watch, I've been playing with this watch, I put up a story segment today, August 17th, of how the alarm complication works on here. So, it's a quartz chronograph, and I love quartz chronographs. I I, I want to... You want to talk about sub-collections, like, like niche collections? I want a collection of just quartz chronographs <clears throat> that everyone doesn't know how cool they are. This thing is really, really cool. Um, it's the... Ooh, it's the... Mm, I remember, I saw this earlier, but I totally forgot it now. It is the Swiss Ronda... Uh bu- 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 Swiss Ronda 5130 D quartz chronograph with alarm complication. It has running seconds, it has um subdial at six is the actual um alarm that you can set, and then the subdial at nine is the uh chronograph tracker. It cracks it cracks. There you go smack frack, or pop man right it uh it tracks 12 hours and 30 minute increments <laughs> which is pretty cool which is pretty uh pretty unique for a micro brand um chronograph a co- course chronograph complication but what i love the most is i've been learning more about these gavox roads pieces so visually is similar to the squadron but the gavox roads is a limited edition collection that um michael happy over at gavox is doing there's three variations there's a black dial a white dial and a blue dial and michael i learned that each of these dials is created sort of to evoke the ethos of a different iconic scenic long drive road trip you know what Mm. i mean which i immediately connect with because i love road tripping i love the idea of just driving long distances just in a car not even having worried like worried to go places and so what's your
1: what's your favorite part of the road trip my favorite part of the road trip
0: is focusing just on the moment. I'm not in my car worrying about what I'm going to do that night. I'm not in my car worrying about whether or not I texted back that person. I'm in my car, and I'm just driving forward. I'm hearing the hum of the road. I'm seeing the sky above me. It's the closest to like a womb-like experience that I'll, I'll ever have as like an adult. You know what I'm saying? I love long drives. Huh. Do you not like long drives? Because it sounds like you don't.
1: I, I do like, so when I think about road trips, I, I, I go back to like my, my touring days or whatever. Right. And my favorite part is actually the truck stop bathrooms (laughs) and the kind of variety (laughs) and (laughs) please no masturbating in the showers. (laughs) The X factor that you get every single time you, so uh, I actually, I really, I kind of enjoy going into truck stop bathrooms. I just I just love knowing or not knowing what to expect. <laughs> you know.
0: They they are their own sort of like 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 um beacons of hope when you're on the road in the middle of nowhere. You get a big yeah. big truck stop. Joe's Joe's truck stop. And Joe's got truck stop hats and all kinds of you can buy, you can buy hardcore pornography, you can buy stuff to upgrade your truck in the truck. You can buy cowboy boots in the truck stop, right?
1: Poor Poor Eddie. I I used to tour with a guitar player that he um so he had a problem where he would always forget to change his contacts or take his contacts off after every show. So if he fell asleep with his contacts on, he would get ulcers in his eyes.
0: Oh, that's heavy. Yeah.
1: So it was very important for So after the show, he had to change his contacts or take right. them off. So the truck stop we went to immediately after the show, after we played and we super tired, he had to change his the contacts there. And he would always get the shittiest bathrooms. And when I say the shittiest bathrooms, I mean the shittiest fucking bathrooms. Like, on the wall, smeared shittiest bathrooms. <laughs> it's disgusting. Poor guy. But yeah, the, the actually a road trip in a watch. That's pretty cool. The yeah. so, <laughs> so the blue one. Which, what's what's no? We have to go about? back.
0: I just have a question. <laughs> why <laughs> why do people do that? Why do people smear shit on the walls of the bathrooms?
1: Because humanity is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> do you think
0: eventually the universe will be like oh what the fuck did I do and just correct this mistake
1: <laughs> I think so and Maybe. until then we can enjoy watches
0: <laughs> until then I want to talk about this Gavox roads some more I'm so sorry guys it's been a crazy <laughs> week it's just nice to it's just nice to let loose and just shoot the shit yeah. um I love this Gavox roads because it's essentially a road trip watch I mean that's I was talking to Michael Gavox and that's how he explained to me it's a road trip watch he's designed each of these watches to basically be worn on one of these iconic drives. So the white dial is kind of styled in the ethos of the Icefields Parkway in Canada, in Alberta, Canada, not familiar. Yeah. The second one, the black dial, this one I am familiar with. It is styled in the fashion of the Pacific Coastal Highway, California, USA. I can nice. see that. And the third one, which is the one that has stolen my my heart. I am smitten, smitten like a motherfucker with this watch, dude. <laughs> Um, this is the blue dial, and it's styled after the Atlantic Road in Norway, so it's this road you take, and it goes through all these, like, really, really, like, scenic, like, parts, and, like, natural, like, formations and everything like that. Really, really, really cool. Absolutely just, like, it's supposed to be beautiful. I really want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I don't have the black dial here with me, so I can't really comment on that one in person, but... The blue one in person is absolutely fantastic because it has this like really fun sort of radial like sunburst look to it. The white dial is almost more of like a traditional panda, but I can understand what the watch is trying to do with trying to get this look of the fields Parkway. I was looking at pictures of the, of the Icefield Parkway earlier, so I totally get it, but I was <clears> thinking <throat> about how this watch would be on a road trip. Dude, it's incredible. So you can set the alarm to maybe, you know, um, chime every time it's it's t- uh, time for, you know, drivers to change shifts. You know what I mean? Or you can use the yeah. 12-hour chronograph, 30-minute increments to, like, charge, to charge, to time how long it takes for you to get from one point to the other. The other really cool thing about this, and that's why I'm, I'm kitten smitten with these fucking watches, is that each watch comes with a specifically, like, catered road book showing you a list of all the cool things to see on that road. You know what I mean? which i think is just so fucking cool <laughs> i love it because it's also accessible it's not like paying a million dollars for a richard meal that it's still that's just a loan made with a water purification tablet that's not like a real life experience but i could conceivably actually pay 400 usd for this incredibly built chronograph and go and visit norway and drive on the road with this um i keep forgetting the name with this atlantic roads um gavox roads watch on my wrist I think I would actually like to do that. My wife and I keep talking about visiting like Norway, that uh, the like the Northern Europe era, hmm. um, Norway or or Iceland, and just exploring and just kind of experiencing what it's like to be up there. Maybe this is the watch I would have on my wrist when I'm in Norway on on the let's, on the Atlantic Road. You know,
1: let, let's do it. The Ice Fields Parkway is only twelve hours away from me. Twelve hour drive. We okay. can do this, right? So Send if me I, the white one.
0: I could send you the white one or what I could do is I could fly six hours there with the white one in like in like a steel like briefcase with handcuffed to my wrist and then I could meet you and then when we meet I could give you the watch and we can go on the road trip we can go on the road trip together.
1: That's perfect. I would love to drive through Canada with you.
0: I think it'd be incredible, right? <laughs> I think it'd be absolutely hilarious to watch me get virulent traveler's diarrhea. Just like cr- <laughs> crippling. Just like, dude, I can't enjoy myself because i'm just i'm just dehydrated not just just uh. desiccant you know what i mean
1: You talk a lot about traveler's diarrhea. Do you get that often? No. Is there something I should
0: know? No, but I'm a worst case scenario kind of person. So here I am imagining what it's going to be like in Hong Kong. I mean, you you know, you and I are cut from the same cloth. So here, you know, here I am like in Hong Kong imagining (laughs) how great it's going to be. Oh, I'm going to see all these incredible watches and I meet all these great people. I'm going to do all this. But in my brain, I'm like, dog, you're going to get traveler's diarrhea and hug the toilet for the rest of the trip. All eight days. And you're just gonna have to hear about how great everything was from your wife, who got to go and hang out with people way better looking than you. Like that's what's gonna happen. At Hong I'll Kong. hold your
1: hair. I'll hold your hair. Baby,
0: hold my hair. <laughs> 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 hold my purse. Hold my hair. Mom's getting sick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, dude, I love this Gavox Roads, Very much into it. I have it right now on a toxic shiznit, which um, I'm very you like,
1: that. It, you like it's, that combo.
0: It's really, it's very quite pleasing because the toxic shiznit it's um herringbone seatbelt weave pattern and so it has this wonderful sheen to it it's also the softest nato i've ever worn i should apologize we haven't mentioned toxic natos on this show in a long time which is a disservice because we have a lot of new listeners since the last time we talked about toxic natos definitely Mm -hmm. go and check out toxic natos it's they're probably my favorite natos in terms of this toxic shiznit i've never experienced um like a nylon strap like this before incredibly soft I like the thickness of the strap. Some people are some people think it's too thick. I think it's just I think it's great because you you get the sense that you've purchased something of quality. Plus yeah. the the guy that owns it, Terry, uh, he's he's super open, super transparent. If you ever have any questions, definitely ask him. And just he's just he runs um what does he call it like a black and white transparent business, which it totally is. It's just it's just him. It's just him and his joint up in he's in Colorado, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's in yep. Colorado. That's so cool, man. So definitely check out Toxic Nails. Definitely check out Gavox. We'll throw a link in the show notes. Um, I do apologize. I'm talking about this watch a lot, but I'm I'm. This is the first watch I've had in for a review for a long time where I'm just like, dude, I'm I get it. I'm into it, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it yeah. was it was so underhyped because because Michael Happy is just like, oh, I have this watch. You want to see it? i and I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, okay. And then two days later, it was at my doorstep. That was it. There was no like explanation of what it was or like when to expect it. It was just here one day. And I'm like, oh good. Okay, I guess this is a watch. You know what I mean? And it's been It's incredible. kind of his
1: thing, yeah. Oh
0: yeah, totally, totally, totally. But here, um, we should move on. I do apologize for 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 dragging it's
1: just so nice to talk
0: to you, Michael. I do apologize for dragging the wrist check on. Um interesting news in the watch world, right? You want to talk about this? Yeah, Michael is yeah, now this, Michael is now this, the new acting CEO of Swatch Group. Michael, you want to? <laughs> do you want to kind of maybe? This is an exclusive interview. I really do appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me because I know your time is is absolutely precious. I would um, not
1: talk to any of you ever again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he would go and buy that island, and he would completely disconnect, and it would be one broke watch knob, Cas by himself. Wow. I would
1: invite Kaz. I would invite you and Becky to come on an island, and, yes. that's, and that's it. That's that. <laughs> Later, nerds.
0: But, yeah, no, sorry, sorry. Michael's not the acting CEO of Swatch Group. One day, maybe one bathe, day. We, we play bathe
1: in group. a tub of orange dial Seikos. <laughs> 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 that's, that's scandalous,
0: dude. Not Swatch 51s? Not hashtag, 51s.
1: hashtag orange tub of Seikos.
0: There you go, ten, uh, ten time timepieces, that's for you, man, all right? But yeah, I know, so interesting watch news. MVMT was acquired by Movado.
1: Yeah, some back in 2013, some guy named Jacob and some guy named Kramer started a brand called MVMT, and now they're rolling in it. Because uh, they were purchased by Movado for a hundred million dollars
0: 100 million dollars $100 million. so I mean it's interesting I was I was talking to someone and they were just mm. like, I think they could have gotten more more yeah, you know what I mean yeah. And like I could understand that but you had to see this also from the MVmT's point, point of view in terms of watch brands, brand new 2013 dude yeah brand that's true. brand spanking new and it is very difficult to have that large of, like, a jump as a micro-brand? Because I would almost I would almost call them a micro-brand, I feel like. You know what I mean?
1: Okay.
0: Although, mm, a fashion micro-brand, if that makes sense, you know? Because they're not, like, a household name. I think they are. Really? You, you, you consider them? I mean, I guess...
1: I think well, I think at this he, point they here's are. Here's the yeah. thing.
0: My dad would have no idea who they were, but I could talk no. to 25, 25-year-olds, 25 yes. and they would all know... <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I, I do take it back. I would consider them almost, it sounds weird, but like a Gen X or a millennial brand. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you started this business four years ago. You're doing really well. The business is doing really well. And then all of a sudden, Movado comes and says, hey, we like what you're doing. Here's $100 million. Get out of our building. I'd pack up my desk too. I, w- I, wouldn't, well, I, I wouldn't say no, right? Ap-
1: apparently, the deal was structured in a way that ensures that both of the founders will still operate the brand
0: oh dude that's a no-brainer that's a no-brainer right
1: yeah
0: oh oh yeah of course it's it's funny because i can almost see that making so much sense so for i can't remember if we've done a show on movado watch brands we know nothing about we haven't have we or have we
1: we should, because I don't know much about them.
0: <laughs> I know a little bit about them. I, know, I like the
1: museum. I like the museum piece. I like that one.
0: That's but... their. That's that's it. That's what it is. That with the museum dial in the '90s was like the watch to have. But then they never really kind of hit the same stride after the museum dial after the '90s, and so they're still, you know, it's a well-known name. They're still popular, but and here's what gets interesting: like younger people aren't really aware. They're not connecting with those designs Um, but what's really interesting to me is that I can almost see sort of similar design perspectives with some Movado pieces and some MVMT pieces especially the ones that are like all black but like have like a pop of color like blue or gold or something on them you know what I'm saying I can almost I can like it makes sense in my brain almost
1: yeah I'm looking at some pieces now actually that I've never seen before
0: What, Um, what Movado?
1: Yeah, they have a diver that looks pretty cool. I've oh. never seen that one before? It's um, got I'm, like a burgundy bezel.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm eating crackers, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry if you hear me.
1: That's okay. Can you hear what me kind of crackers? Cra- what kind of crackers are there?
0: These are honey made graham crackers.
1: Oh, that sounds great. I would still eat it. Some some vegans don't like honey, but I do. Is honey <laughs>
0: not? Well, I guess you get honey. You get honey from crushing bees, right?
1: Yeah, you just kind of, you put them in a grinder and just go to town. I think that's how you get honey.
0: I have to be careful because Becky was, (laughs) my wife explained to me, it's very difficult to tell when I'm, (laughs) when I'm overtly acting stupid. (laughs) Because when I say things that are stupid, it just sounds like I actually don't know what the truth is. So like, I have to like, apparently be careful. I'm very well over here. That's not how you get honey.
1: (laughs) No, no, I think that's, I think that's how you get honey.
0: I think you're right. I think I'm right. (laughs) Damn it, I knew it. You make, you get honey the same way you make wine. 47 Italians stomp the bees to death in a vat, right? And the collective insect bits and juices kind of go to this, you know, this this kind of centrifugal-looking funnel, and it empties out into a cup, and you have perfectly filtered, ready-to-use honey to put in your graham crackers to eat and drink with your Rioja wine. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So now that I look, so now so, so that sorry. I look at it, so now that I look at it, the the Mariner the dive watch that I pointed out, it's a forty two millimeter dive watch with a burgundy bezel. Hmm. That's like the that, that's the only model that's sold out right now on on mvmtwatches.com dot uh, It looks really good. Looks really well, good. I don't I don't know if it's automatic or it's not. probably
0: it's probably quartz. and so sorry, I mean my mouthful.
1: <laughs> it's it's okay. It's perfect.
0: <laughs> so sorry.
1: It's a, it's, yeah, it's a Miyota quartz, forty-two millimeter, eleven millimeters thick. That's nice. What's the watch millimeter. called? The MVMT Mariner. Oh,
0: Looks that's, good. That's pretty straightforward, Mariner. <clears throat> kind oh, of wow. funny
1: how 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 we're both drawn to the uh, the dive watch. <laughs> first. Well, you foremost. know what?
0: You know, it almost reminds me of that Longines um, Hydro Conquest a little bit, a little bit.
1: A little not bit, quite, yeah. but it still yeah. has
0: that MVMT sort of like minimalist look to it.
1: You know what I mean? I wouldn't have skeletonized the hands, but uh well how is he supposed to see him underwater in the dark, Michael? Without <laughs> skeletonized hands. <laughs> Someone's breaking into my house. I think that oh good, really? Yeah. Tell them I say hi. She's 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 donning a rusty ice pick. That's
0: the second rusty ice pick reference
1: we've had in two weeks plunge it into my ear don't do it <laughs> so i'm surprised that this didn't happen with uh, daniel wellington first by the way
0: i think the problem with daniel wellington is that what brand would buy daniel wellington because they don't really Gnomos. have what'd you say Nomos. See, I don't think Nomos would because I feel like Nomos has almost too much self-respect. Why would they want to acquire a brand which is very well known? It's just it's just components from other parts of the world masquerading to be something else, right? I think I think if you broke it down it probably cost like $5 to make those watches, but they charge 200 bucks for them, but they're not the best quality, right?
1: Maybe maybe Daniel Wellington is now in a better position to cut a an even better deal with somebody like, I don't know. LVMH, Richemont,
0: maybe, but I mean, again, I just don't know if those brands, which are so infatuated with talking about, like, urology and, like, movements and all that stuff, like, I don't know if Daniel Wellington is who they would really, like, stick with. Movado getting MVMT makes sense. It's Movado's attempt at trying to be relevant to younger folks, because you can almost see the design, in my opinion, you can see the design connection between some MVMT pieces and some Movado pieces. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think uh, one of the one of the founders was actually quoted in saying, "This is our this is our biggest move to reach millennial audiences." Whatever that means.
0: Fuck does that mean, dude? Just are just...
1: we are are we millennials? Cass? Um,
0: we might be Gen Xers. I was born in eighty six. Really?
1: I was born in eighty seven. Are you no. sure we're not millennials?
0: I mean, I'm gonna type in, "Am I a millennial?" I'm literally gonna Google. <laughs>
1: Oh good, I, ty-
0: me. I typed I typed an M I and it auto-corrected to pregnant. Am I pregnant? No. I'm- oh this is so sad. I typed an MI and here's the autofills. Am I pregnant? Am I ready to devote? Am I depressed? Am I ugly? That's sad. That's really sad,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> we should we should post like uh, <laughs> selfies to that subreddit like uh rate me. Rate me. Or, Like, rate the way that I look and, and just post what people say about us. Oh,
0: no, no, I will not subject myself to the, to the, the, <laughs> the wrath of the internet, especially the Reddit internet. Anyone, be, <laughs> anyone, this is this is <clears throat> this is from time.com, mind you. Anyone born between 1981 and 1996 will be considered a millennial. All
1: right, and anyone, well, us,
0: anyone born from 97 will be part of a new generation. So, we are. We are MVMT's target audience. I say, in light of this new evidence, we take our own lives. What do you think? <sighs> <laughs> just let him, just let him, I don't know why, I don't know what I could possibly be choking on, but I'm choking on something right now.
1: You know, look, when I was getting into watches, <clears throat> I bought a Timex Weekender.
0: Right, the The three-hander or the Chrono?
1: The three-hander. Okay. Would it have been that much different if I bought an MVMT three-hander or one of these divers in for my 100 bucks?
0: In my opinion, no. Because I think when you're just starting out like that and when you're just looking at a watch and when you're buying it sort of on what you connect with visually and what works with your price range, it makes sense. But if you were to ask a gatekeeping watch snob, they would say, go with the Timex, it has history and all that bullshit you know what i'm saying like that's how i imagine them internalizing and answering that question but what do you well how do you what do you think i don't really
1: care much about history anymore i mean
0: it's all meaningless Uh, uh, right very few brands have history that i give a shit about anymore i feel like
1: i mean the nazis have history you know that's that's, that's a long that's a long history of nazis
0: Welcome to Two <laughs> Book Watch, This is the Panerai Anonymous edition uh, episode.
1: <laughs> you know? All right. It just, it, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I bought a Timex Weekender the afternoon before I had the, um, I guess, my engagement dinner. Mm-hmm. Right. So so the day that I, I, um, I guess, officially announced the engagement with my wife, that's so cool. We went. We went out to dinner, and I was like, "I need to watch." And then I bought a Timex Weekender at Target.
0: <laughs> the, the Timex boutique. You went to Timex boutique.
1: Oh yeah, I got. A, I got a glass of champagne. Yeah, I got a glass of Four loco. <laughs> oh um, my god, I got. I got. I
0: got. I, I, I got a crumpled cup of Four loco. A crumpled solo cup. <laughs> of Four Loko. No, but it,
1: you know th- there isn't. Yeah, that watch really just just showed me the. Um, I guess the beauty of wearing a watch yeah. and being into oh, yeah. watches. You know, one of these uh, MVMT three-handers could do the same thing.
0: Oh, well, yeah, a- absolutely. You know, absolutely. I, 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 I well,
1: Do you still have that Timex? I don't. I put it in a blender.
0: Um, I can't tell if you're being facetious or serious. <laughs>
1: no, I think I lost it. Oh, that <laughs> I've, sucks. I've, I've been moving a lot, yeah. That sucks, that sucks.
0: <laughs> but no, man, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the time. I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about the main episode. I do apologize. I think some folks have complained that it takes a little bit of time to get to the main topic. I think we should start amending how we preface these episodes. It's really difficult to say there's a main topic. I think we should just kind of view this as a stream of consciousness podcast where we just talk, just talk about things for an hour and a half and then eventually it just kind of ends, right?
1: Hey, if you don't like it, go watch Orange is the New Black or something.
0: I've never seen this show. Is it good?
1: I've never seen it either. I just ne- I hear it's popular. I
0: hear I hear it's supposed to be popular with the kids, the kids and the yeah. jazz, you know. But um, if you
1: don't like the shit talking, <laughs> turn the podcast off and go away. Easy as that, right? <laughs> Problem
0: solved. <laughs> but funny. good, good for MVMT. Really cool. Interested to see what happens um, with sort of you know Movado being a part of the process even though the two owners are still there and they are retaining you said creative creative control creative decisions yeah yeah good for them that's super cool let's see what happens it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens with mvmt under movado distribution you know because um, i think i think mmt is primarily here in the states and in, in, in the usa if anyone else has if anyone else knows differently and they've seen it in other places let me know but i think it's just here in the states
1: i think so too you yeah. know
0: so really really cool um, but, but but looking at my notes, you want to get to the main topic? You want to talk about submariner collections? Yeah, let's do it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Michael, how many submariners do you have? Zilch. Same here. This has been two book watchdowns. Everyone, tune in next week. No, no, no. So the uh, the main topic that we wanted to try to talk about is just the idea of sub collections within your normal collections. And so, you talked really kind of eloquently about the idea of like um <clears throat> like colorful divers like i collect divers but i like divers with like some kind of x factor and i feel like a lot of those seiko limited editions really play into that you know what i mean yeah like that um what do they have they had that new like jade or emerald uh monster and sumo you seen those
1: they do those are really really cool they're beautiful <laughs> yeah. it's
0: funny because when you mentioned sub collections like collection within your collection this is the first thing i thought of i realized if I played my cards right, and if I kept my eyes open, and if I wasn't crippled by student debt and other financial concerns, I could have a miniature sumo collection in my greater collection. I could have a blumo. Mm. I could have that um that I think that 25th or 50th anniversary sumo that you wrote about on the site for a, a while back. I could have um that zimbe or whatever however you pronounce it, the sumo. There's a purple. There's a purple. Gorgeous. Right. There's a purple gorgeous. sumo out there. There's this emerald or jade sumo, whatever it is. I apologize if I'm getting it wrong. There yeah. is a sumo for every day of the week. I could have a collection like that. Could be like so. When you said sub collection, like is that what you meant? Like that kind of like niche,
1: yeah, specific yeah. collection. In this case, it's dive watches with almost exotic dials, and I and I say exotic dials outside of the context of cork sniffing Rolex collectors. Uh, this is just. <laughs> A strange a strange dial you know something that isn't typical from the brand and so I was wearing that CWC Royal Navy Diver Mm -hmm. the other day and I started to notice some similarities between that watch uh, the case and some older Hoyer dive watches and there's a Hoyer dive watch it's it's the 980.032 and this watch has the same exact case as the CWC Royal Navy dive watch I'm not exactly sure of the history or um, what case manufacturer was producing which models for which brand. But this Hoyer specifically had a fully loomed dial. So the entire dial is loomed. And, um, you know, I'm I'm not a, a diver. I'm I'm trying to squeeze in some time to get fully certified before, you know. The weather turns, and we can't jump into the water here. My wife and I we both <laughs> want to do it, but i almost feel I almost feel like either a fully loomed dial mm-hmm. um something like this Hoyer or a modern damasco actually uh, that's almost more useful underwater, you know because of the contrast you get between the hands and the dial um, so in an effort to kind of uh pioneer legibility you have different brands be it Seiko, Brightling, Doxa. They started to experiment with different color dials. And today, you know, we have a ton of different variations to choose from. So yeah. after that SKX episode, people <clears throat> were people were messaging us and say, "I really love the SKXA35." So that's that's basically the SKX07 with a yellow dial. It looks it looks like a completely um, tool-oriented dive watch that is uh, is actually pretty rare hmm. um, and very unique. So, uh, I answered a lot of questions about the that specific diver, and I thought to myself, how cool it would be to own all of the, all of the different Seikos that were either uh, yellow, orange, blue, oh, wow. red. <laughs> you know? um, there's o- even a seven five four eight. Yeah, there's even a seven five four eight teal dial quartz, which is, I think the, um, <clears throat> the Holy grail colored dial Seiko, mm. um, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. It, it's almost like a quirky little journey to go on a, a side quest, if you will, um, <laughs> in your watch collecting. Um, and I, I, just wanted to talk about that and, and kind of, um, reach out to the listeners and see if anyone has ever been intrigued by this uh, very specific area of watch collecting. And I also ask you because I've, I looked at the Vostok that you gave me the amphibia mm-hmm. and looked at that case shape and thought to myself, this would look really cool with the yellow dial. <laughs> and I don't know if they make one.
0: Uh, no, not with that case. Mm. No, Cause I've seen, case.
1: I've seen, I've seen yellow dial amphibia watches, but I can never tell if they're modded or something.
0: There was some yellow uh there's a really weird blue, yellow, gold, silver <laughs> dial that came out in the eighties.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, but I don't think it was with that uh case that you that that, uh, that that you have. But I mean um I have to look, but but when you say yellow, you mean yellow. Not like yellow yeah. accents.
1: Yeah, I don't no, think just that. yellow. Totally a full yellow dial.
0: I don't think so. I don't think it was. I don't think yellow. Well, yellow was on their color spectrum
1: back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what is it? So, I, I guess the 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 big question is: What is it about these brightly colored dive watches that people are really attracted to? You know, because you yeah, you get into watch collecting thinking that you just want. Um, I don't know. For a lot of people, the grail is a no date sub. Right, it's a black dial, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why do some people get really into collecting a ton of these wacky colors? You know, Victorinox, for example, makes the Enox collection, and that's a quartz dive watch that you can get for three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. Big big watches, but they're you know they're fun. I'd wear that to the beach. Yeah, you can get it in red. You can get it in blue. You can get it in yellow. I think uh, almost a purple tone. I think. Um,
0: my take is that people are attracted to sort of those, um, non-traditional sort of like dive watch colors mm-hmm. specifically because they're non-traditional when you're on, a, and it's a result of just being oversaturated with seeing all this stuff on Instagram, all the stuff on Facebook. You see a black dial sub, you see, you know, black dial SKX, you see, you know, black dial black Bay, blah, blah, blah. And then something different actually graces your vision. And you're the type of person where you're just like that is what i want that's not something i see every day that's yeah. what i'm connecting with i think that is <clears throat> possibly what the drive is for people to kind of create almost like a sub collection within the collection with the colorful diver i have another theory also about another like type of style of watch but that's that's not a diver but that's my take you just don't see it every day you just it's mm. and i think you recognize that and so it's two things. You're able to finally find something that cuts through all of the bullshit and that you actually connect with because it's different. Or you see it as an opportunity to buy that and put it on your feed and get people's attention. Oh, it's a purple blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's a green blah, blah, blah. Or it could be both. It could be either of those situations. But like that's my take. Just the fact that it's totally different. You don't see it all the time when we're totally oversaturated and over inundated with... You know, watch porn, like black dial subs and people popping open champagne bottles with black dial like like you know what I'm saying? Like that's my that's my take on it. Like it's that contrast.
1: I almost feel as if it's a hilarious take on watch collecting if you're if you're looking for um brightly colored dive watches, because they look super sporty, mm-hmm. very casual, very interesting visually. But I think they're a, they're a result of a time when um, watch designers were really trying to pioneer visibility, but they failed in a lot of cases. So if you, a, if you take a red dive watch or an orange dive watch, those colors disappear maybe 15, 20 feet underwater.
0: I was going to say, I don't think a colorful dial is going to be more visible underwater. I think a black dial with strong lume will always yeah. be
1: more visible
0: that's just like that just seems yeah. logical to me but you're saying to some people back then
1: maybe not but that's that's what they thought that's what they thought maybe in the mid to late 60s when when dive watch designs were really starting to take off I mean the sub was in the 50s or whatever but that was uh that was a plain black dial mm-hmm. and it it did a great job I guess in the 60s people were starting to obsess over the space age and just making things better in general uh and and maybe just experimenting more in general uh so you take you take a red dial diver orange dart dial diver or green or whatever and you just see what sticks and i don't think any of them do
0: do you think it was that or do you think maybe it was i i i just in talking about it, two things pop in my head possibly Trying to differentiate yourself from competitors. If this is the '50s, if this mm-hmm. is the '60s, the pro- the market is being flooded with all types of different watches. How do you set yourself apart from everyone else? I'm gonna do a green watch. You know what I mean? Or um yeah, I <clears throat> oh, fuck. I forgot the second point. But like that's that's that could also be it because I don't. Oh, that I, I I remember the thing now. You let me know because you, you probably know more about this than I do. In the sixties, when people were buying like dive watches and things like that, is it like now where if you bought a dive watch in the sixties, nine times out of ten you're never actually going to dive with it? You think? Do you think that, or do you think everyone that bought a dive watch back then was diving with it?
1: Dude, dive watches were sold at the dive shop. You you would buy a pair of fins, wow. wait in line to pay. And pick up a dive watch. You
0: so, know? so you were probably getting in the water then? then. Yeah, yeah. You okay. were totally
1: getting in the water. Because my thought um,
0: was like, if they weren't, and if it was like now, a lot of these brands know you're not going to dive with the watch, but, you know, they want yeah. it, they want you to feel comfortable wearing something like at a fancy dinner or like in the office so they don't want Mm -hmm. you to just have this utilitarian piece so they're gonna make it two-tone or they're gonna make it purple you know what i mean but if that wasn't the case back then then i I got nothing but that's just my take on like how those kind of like different sub niche dial colors you know came about i think that's the case with a lot of these like seiko limited editions that come out like my 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 blue lagoon it's fucking blue and yellow dude you know what i mean
1: I'm not really sure where blue at what level blue starts to, to disappear. But like you said, I think the best choice is a black dial with high contrast white hands. Yeah. yeah you can, you can never go wrong with that or, or maybe a fully loomed dial like you'd see in um, a Hoyer or a Damasco. Cause Actually, legi- I think tag Hoyer reissued uh, a fully oh, yeah? loomed dive watch this year.
0: Cause the thing is legibility isn't contingent on the colors you choose. It's the, it's, the contrast you create exactly. so i could totally see a fully loomed dial with like black you know characters black dial font or whatever being inc- like inc- creating incredible contrast underwater yeah.
1: you know? it's the contrast between the hands the dial and the bezel and that's that's what you need
0: but why are we so attracted to colorful dive watches <laughs> or actually you know some people aren't some people just some, i think some people just don't get it you know
1: I just think at the end of the day, there's something super 60s, super 70s about them. And it's it's really casual. It's really sporty. Um, and it's just a blast to get something um, that really pops on the wrist. How cool you know? is
0: that squal F1521, that blue and gray with that like shiny bezel? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? <laughs>
1: that's, that's, a, that's a nice dive watch. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's a really cool dive watch. That thing kind of like has that sort of effect we're talking about, you know.
1: But if you take something like the Hulk, for example, the 116610 LV <sighs> I don't or know, something like that, that. That's
0: all you. I have no idea.
1: It's green. It's yeah. really, really green, Very uh, green, really expensive. I don't know if that's going to help you underwater. Um, Maybe you can use it to
0: barter your way out of sharks eating you to death. If you can convince the sharks how much the watch costs, you can be like, sharks, no, look, look, I paid $10,000 for this watch. Please don't eat me. Maybe
1: it'll work. You, ha- you have to get them into, like, a Finding Nemo <laughs> AA meeting first or something. <laughs> <Bruce-y>. <laughs> oh, it's such a great movie.
0: Really is quite charming, both of those, um, Finding Nemo and then um, Finding Dory. Finding Dory is the movie that I watched before I proposed um, – to 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 my, my my now wife, you know oh, we nice. we made like a big day out of it and and the thing is I didn't she didn't know what was gonna happen like so and I because I, I told her I wasn't playing and proposing for like years and so it just wasn't on her radar at all, um, so I had the ring with me and we saw that movie and I cried the whole time it's a good movie and then we went out for lunch later and then like later that evening you know I, I proposed to her and um, convinced her to say yes I cried enough so she was able to like feel sorry, <laughs> <clears throat> so she was on board. Let, let let that be a lesson, guys. Tears work for you too. All right, lesson of the day. TBW's lesson of the day. But uh, every time I hear Finding Dory, I just think of my uh, my engagement. So that's my small engagement tangent. <laughs> oh man, telling you, dude. That's what, cute. So wait, so do you think? What do you? So we're talking about colorful dive watches, and we're talking about how people collect them. This is related to our SKX episode. How do you feel about all the 702 mods with like the fishbone hands and the nuclear neon green? Is it is it is it egregious and atrocious because it's not coming from Seiko? Does it have to come from Seiko to be cool?
1: Like I think if you want to have fun with your watch that's fine. Whatever. If you want to put fishbone hands, <laughs> do your thing. Can so- you do it? Can you do it on, on maybe a less significant more mass produced watch? Perhaps.
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> we we are having dodo eggs for breakfast every morning, Michael. All
1: right. <laughs> I actually think the seven double oh two is at a pretty critical point right now where um you know folks that are <clears throat> you know, folks that are trying to get into vintage Seiko yep. um and can't necessarily get into 6309, 6105 territory, they're looking at the seven double oh two. Um it's almost like the one forty sixty. Submariner. That's that's the last aluminum bezel Submariner you can buy oh, wow. right now for kind of a relatively affordable price, um, and that's what's what the Seven Double O Two is. So it's just I don't know. I, I don't like to see them bastardized in a way.
0: I'm keeping in <laughs> mind the way it looks You convinced me, man. You 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 brought me you brought me to the right side, you know.
1: But what's cool now is that we had, so we had a ton of these dive watch designers experiment with a ton of different colors, um, loom dials, brightly colored dials, fluorescent dials, uh, tritium, superluminova, everything, when in fact that kind of stuff doesn't really work as well as it should. But now collectors have a ton of variety to choose from. Um. So, how, how,
0: how do you mean it didn't work as well as it should? Like,
1: well, well, colors, just colors in general. Oh,
0: okay, okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think yellow does a little bit better. So, if you if you take a look at that Doxa Poseidon that just came out, that will probably, um, that will probably do better in terms of visibility. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a blue dial as well, but really, it's just a black dial with white hands. That's that's what's going to get you really far. Yeah. Um in terms of what you can see underwater. But uh, now you just have a ton of different really brightly colored dive watches to to choose from. And you can can also find yourself buying a ton of watches and see that you just have black dials and white (laughs) dials. Maybe a blue dial. So if you want to spice things up a bit, you, I don't know, go for a Hulk or maybe uh, an SKX011J which is an orange dial for uh, maybe 200 bucks. That's
0: orange and, like, gold accents, right?
1: Yeah. That's yeah. so killer. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. I, I think at a certain point with modern collectors, colorful dive watches are, I think, what you said, a point of just being able to deviate. Like, you could look at your watch box and you see that your watch box has seven spots, seven spots full of black watches. Let me try and get, like, a different color watch in that last spot. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. maybe that's just the, 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 the nature of just choice. I also don't think it's something that's specifically sequestered into dive watches. I don't think we've talked about this offline, or maybe we have. But I'm slowly getting into this idea of people experimenting with with Flieger, like like Flieger style watches. Have you have you noticed this?
1: Hmm. In terms of divers, or no, no, no. something in, in terms away of just, from a- in
0: terms of just like away from the traditional way a Flieger is supposed to look. Okay. You know. Like there's but um maybe
1: I'm not yeah.
0: Laco's talking about the blue uh, it's how that that blue dial that's coming out. There's bla the bronze fliegers, You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Okay, I see what you mean.
0: Like that kind of stuff, I think is always interesting. But but I don't know. It's definitely not on the same level as like colorful colorful divers. And it's not. I don't think it's in the same vein of like trying to crack the nut on legibility underwater. You know what I mean? Mm. But I think they're both still. I think they're they've both turned into just just you know almost sounds weird but like wardrobe accessories almost you know
1: yeah i think it's almost um i think with the amount of variety that you have be it a swiss watch or a japanese watch or a russian watch um it's just a really easy way to spice up your collection um are there any
0: dive watches that have never changed or never experimented they've just been doing it the same way for years I'm trying to think.
1: The professional dial Doxa. You know, be it the 300 or the 300T or the 1200. That's really just different cases. But they, they really stuck to that orange dial. You know, the the professional series. Even even though it isn't really the most legible option. Let me see. Underwater. I'm just
0: Googling it. <clears throat> oh, good. I can't spell the word series. That's comforting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh, I I know what you're talking. About. I know what you're talking about, dude. That that minute hand is whack. Yeah, it's yeah, it really so. Is. It's so much yeah. bigger than the hour. But they st-
1: they stuck to their guns, man. They never. They were <laughs> like, hey, you can't really see orange that well. Nah, fuck it. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you'll be fine.
0: <laughs> buy a buy a Rolex, nerd.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So. We see this in watches from <clears throat> brands like Doxa, Victorinox, Seiko has done yellow, orange, teal. blue, teal, yeah. I think red. Um, are there any amphibious or any kind of Soviet era dive watches that um, were more than just either a black or a blue dial?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, they experimented like crazy to, uh, towards, um, you know, over the years, just in terms of um, style of indices. There are some where the markers are kind of small, but then there are some that are kind of like very long, exaggerated. It didn't... Uh, experimentation with amphibian dials didn't really hit its stride until the 80s, when more and more civilians were buying them, because then they just started putting graphics On the on the dial. That that's when that that that's the advent of the scuba dude and the paratrooper dial and things like that. But thing is at that point, we've departed from the idea of you buying this watch and diving with it. I really, really doubt someone that's buying like a paratrooper dial or a red star tank is gonna go diving with it. You know what I mean? But at the time, they were still making, you know, those just very just Black dial, white text, legible uh, 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 Vostoks. The the other issue also with the, with the amphibians and with diving is that they never really cracked the nut on loom. Um, hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, w- at, at, towards the '80s, when you know, uh, I guess it started becoming a little bit more okay to buy like, or at least to have like Western products. I'm not sure how many of them are actually diving with Vostoks. You know what I mean? But I see. But it was in the. Air, but it was there was always experimentation going on. That's why there are so many styles of Vostok. That's why there's so many different kinds. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But in regards to whether they were experimenting with legibility, that I'm honestly not sure about. The big thing was just making sure the watch made it down <laughs> two hundred meters, <laughs> and then come what may after that, you know. So,
1: but it's funny that you mentioned that because I like that with the amphibians, they were so open to adding graphics. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then you, and then you look at a brand like Doxa where they would add the U S divers co logo between um, seven o'clock and eight o'clock. And really for five minutes, maybe less divers would complain that they really could not totally see where the minute hand was. <laughs> the so they changed all- it to like a, to, uh, I think um, a transparent, Mm-hmm. emblem and mm-hmm. then to no no logo at all
0: well you have to understand also there's sort of two segments of um Vostok amphibia that are happening right now so there's one segment which are available to this which are available to civilians and the thing is also russian watch brands were very much just segments of the government and so putting graphics putting propaganda on watches was done for a long time there's a bunch of raketas. With all kinds of crazy propaganda on there and everything like that and so the uh, the transition of putting graphics and images on civilian vostoks totally makes sense there's another segment of vostok amphibians, which are called the sakaz so it's m-o-3-a-k-a-z or something like that so the sakaz series are are vostok amphibians and vostok commander skis specifically manufactured for members of the us or the us sorry the ussr Ministry of Defense and for people in like the military and things like that. And those don't have graphics. They're usually just plain dials. They might have polished markers with like loom on them. They'll have like arrow hands. They're traditionally much more legible. Some of the early early Zikaz um commander skis, they have panaray numerals almost. It's just big Arabic numerals and like bar markers at two, four, five or five and six, where the fuck it is, you know what I mean? So so the, the 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 thing with Vostok is it's a it's a bit it's a little bit different you know um, just in terms of like colorful divers and things like that um, civilian Vostok vivias yeah they were colorful it was hilarious the ones that were probably really being used in the field I mean you know not so much you know I think that's why within um uh, like like Vostok collector circles. The um, finding, like really clean, authentic Zaccah series uh, dials, is um, is something pretty special because you can be pretty certain that someone from the Ministry of Defense or someone in the in the the army or military was wearing that watch, you know, or a civilian or a civilian mugged someone wearing that watch. You never know.
1: It's almost the same case with the um, <clears throat> the CWC dive watches. Those never changed. They never, they never experimented with color. I guess they never uh,
0: did. That's so funny.
1: Yeah, if you look at the, if you look at the lineage of, um, I guess British MOD watches for the um, Special Forces or whatever, they had just a um, a spec sheet, and and whoever had the contract had to adhere to that specification sheet like mil spec, um, like
0: like military specs right? yeah okay. yeah
1: so that that's why you see so much similarity between the 5517 uh, submariner and something like my CWC Royal Navy Diver right um so you're saying then that the 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 military um russian dive watches were maybe more uh, black uh, and white
0: uh, util- utilitarian okay. uh, but i wouldn't say they were black and white because there were red dials there were blue dials and things like that but in terms of like their frills and putting like graphics on there that was definitely more for like you know civilian stuff the early you know what's funny the early Stramansky's so the early um uh pole jots, before they were for civilians they didn't really even have branding on them they just had like the wings of the air force and that's it it didn't say Sturmansky or pole jot or none of that bullshit on there you know what I mean
1: Man, that's pretty cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's pretty wild, you know. But there's also uh, the the Thirty One Thirty Three is is uh, is a star like pit I will not step into on this episode. I refuse to step into on this episode. <laughs> I think we've talked about it in the past, but not 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 this day. I will not. Well, I will not this open is, up that
1: chest. This is leading me to think then that almost the most um, the most useful dive watches, is say, for military forces. Um, dive teams whatever across the globe are those watches that are more basic in terms of color and design um, style and the ones that they really tried to push as far as color and contrast are the ones that are maybe almost forgotten today so yeah Yeah. i mean
0: function first if I have to, yeah. re- if I have to rely on this on the, in the field, it has to be the best version of whatever it needs to be to fulfill that function, you know.
1: But it's funny how today that so many people can gravitate towards uh, brightly colored dive watches, be it a new watch. Um, I mean, people people lose their shit over docs or professional divers. Let's, let's, let's No one,
0: it. no one's diving with these things unless someone's paying you to do so, so you can take photographs for your watch blog. You know what I mean? So what is
1: it? So what is it about the orange dive watch, whether it's a Doxa or a a Seiko orange monster?
0: The orange dive watch. I don't know. There's something interestingly like, I don't know, nautical history about this color, about that shade of orange. Does that make sense? Like vintage nautical almost, you know?
1: Almost like a piece of standard equipment that you'd find on a boat or something.
0: Yeah, like the fish out of Jaws, like, 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 what, um, uh, uh what the hell is, uh, whoa, 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 I forgot the actor's name from Jaws, the scientist. Dreyfus? Richard, Richard... Dreyfus, thank you so much, guys. Yeah. If I, if I just, I have, I have, he I, He wore, I...
1: he wore an Alsta Nautoscaff, which was a, a black and white skin diver. Oh,
0: nice. I, I, yeah. I, I was going to say, you could totally imagine, though, like Richard Dreyfus pulling out one of these orange dialed subs from the shark Jaws' stomach. actually it wasn't Jaws but like the other shark they caught you know license plate shoe orange doxa. you know what I mean like it has this has that almost like vintage nautical sense and I think even though the days of function and form are gone it just makes people feel I think it makes people feel interesting when they can find a watch that has like an X factor that has like a vintage factor with it you know what I mean because I I have a bunch of dive watches I haven't really dove or dived with them you know what i mean i think Mm -hmm. i've i've taken my i've taken my sumo and i've taken my samurai in the water snorkeling i think 10 15 feet really pushing that 200 meters of water resistance (laughs) (laughs) and this was on castaway key so this was disney's private island so it wasn't even like i was like the throes of like you know the the the, the straits of Gibraltar, you know what I mean? Like does, this was does, like a- Disney
1: genetically engineer the stingray to not have stingers. it's so genetically safe.
0: Disney genetically engineers all the stingrays to smile and wave, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and sing and sing like the and manta from, from Finding Nemo. <laughs> you
0: can't hear them until you go underwater, until you're under the sea, and then you can hear them. <laughs> it's really magical. I, I I recommend it. I I would say skip skip Bora Bora, skip the Great Barrier Reef. Disney Castaway Key. Here, go see the Sting and Sting Race. Uh Just to clarify, there are no Sting stingrays. So if you go there on the on the press, like like the premise of me Sting stingray sing, they don't sing. Please don't waste your money. <laughs> it's still a great place, though. I, I had a great time last time I was there.
1: Oh man. Well, I guess I guess then finally, maybe this is more of a selfish question because I've been, I've been thinking about pursuing. Uh, maybe a a little sub-collection of Seiko Divers. Okay. Is it completely psychotic if I were to um, hunt down a variation of the same watch, a ton of different variations, just because they have different dial colors?
0: No. I I was talking about doing just that with the Sumo. I mean, the thing is, that's what watch collecting is... become these days it's not really that you have to have one watch for work and then one watch for play if 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 you having multiple sort of dial varieties of the same watch is just how you choose to express your um your your individualism with your watch collection yeah man do it you know what i mean
1: but i've said this before that there's 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 no reason at all there's no reason at all to have all of these things there's no i just i just really really like them and i can't i can't understand why
0: on the surface there's no reason from so so from the outside there's no reason to have a watch collection but kind of piggybacking on what i said before the idea of watches being an avenue for people to express themselves as human beings we have an unnerving need to express ourselves whether that's with eating or collecting or doing something there's always some sort of expressive outlet and i've always believed if you don't find a healthy expressive outlet, you will find an unhealthy expressive outlet. So, Michael, if your choices are buying 14 different versions of the Seiko SKX or killing hookers, I really think you should probably pursue um, the 14 different versions of the Seiko SKX. As a means of expression.
1: Yeah, you think so? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) There should be no hesitation, Michael! (laughs) when in hong kong <laughs> when in when in
0: hong kong do as the tourists do or, or whatever or however oh, that's <laughs> however that saying goes
1: this is this is when the trade commission d- denies our request for <laughs> press access. we're
0: still waiting on press access how crazy is that we're still going to be able to create incredible content and just have a wonderful experience <laughs> but like we're just you know we're still waiting on press access but i think they might just wait until the last minute on purpose you know Oh man! If anyone knows Hong Kong, if you're listening, uh, we're waiting.
1: <laughs> oh man! Well, I mean, I, you know, I I think it's an interesting. Um, I think this was an interesting topic because I I saw so much, um, so much of a spike in interest uh, in these just brightly colored dive watches. People would be asking me about the the orange dial. SKX pretty much you know Mm -hmm. what do you know about it why is it so hard to find why is it why do I feel that it's so cool Um, (laughs) and it kind of led me to wonder if uh, there were people out there that would collect these watches just to have that variety in color you know
0: you know it could be also I feel like and people I've I've noticed this just in um, like the comic book world people will want to collect something because it's the idea of it'll be valuable down the road. You know what I mean? I think that's what a lot of these, like, like funky-colored Seiko limited editions are trying to piggyback on. So maybe that's also a factor as well. They think it will be valuable. This is my my Action Comics number one. You know what I mean? But it yeah. won't be, like, valuable until 20 years, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's a factor as well. I'm just looking yeah, that, at pictures of this Doxa. This Doxa professional, whatever
1: called. I mean, they're weird they were tough to find maybe um a few years ago before they started reissuing them but i think yeah. i think little by little people will be able to find a ton of them for way less than retail as they um, keep
0: as, as they keep making more you mean yeah i mean oh, I yeah. mean,
1: maybe maybe not the 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 black lung or something like that or the the poseidon the the highly limited maybe 300 piece models but the uh oh. You know, when they did the 50th anniversary sub-300, they had 300 of the the black, 300 of the orange, and 300 of the white. So, I mean, you should be able to find them. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's cool. I don't want to go over the time too much because we're getting there.
0: Okay, let me look at my notes. But yeah super interesting really interesting to hear everyone's thoughts and opinions just on you know the topic like is this something that other people have thought about are you one of these people do you have this like sub collection of super colorful divers if so I feel like it's only me I feel like I don't, I'm just I a don't,
1: total lunatic
0: I don't think I, I Michael if there's anything we've learned in, in putting ourselves out there on the internet it's that we are not the crazy
1: ones <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right that's what I've learned I mean like maybe we are the crazy ones but we're not alone that's the important thing you know what i mean
1: right <clears throat> god
0: damn it throat's killing me but yeah um really excited to hear everyone's thoughts and pains on the show Um, looking forward to hearing from everyone you can email us at tbws.contact@gmail.com. at gmail.com again tbws.contact@gmail.com. at gmail.com thank you so much to everyone that has emailed us just to always let everyone know um we see all the emails that come in we answer them in the order that they that we receive them and we get a lot of emails so if you emailed us and it's been like a day or two and you haven't heard back, we totally know we're like we're 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 getting to it like in the in, 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 in an order that makes sense. Cause I also don't wanna like I don't wanna respond to people's emails. Like they write like this long email and they pour their heart out and I'm like, Yeah, dude, send. You know what I mean? Like I wanna write back like a proper response. Like if you put in a certain amount of time writing an email to me, I'm gonna reciprocate that effort and that time. So and that just that takes a lot of time. So Definitely keep emailing us. We're looking forward to hearing from everyone. Um let me see here. B-b-b-b-b- Crazy watch news, MVNT getting bought by uh, Movado. Um curious to hear everyone's thoughts on that. Anyone has any speculation for the future? Um really cool uh, for the wrist check, Michael, to see you wearing the Seiko fifty five. I guess that's what we call it, right? The fifty five fathoms.
1: It just makes me want a ton of really affordable Seiko five dive watches. Maybe we can find some in Hong Kong for you. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. You don't have to spend that much, yeah.
0: I can't imagine they would be super expensive, and I I can totally imagine that there could be some fun options there. So we can keep an eye out for those, you know, for you, you know. I'm very proudly again wearing this Gavox Rhodes on a Toxic NATO's Toxic Shiznit. This is a road trip watch. If you like road tripping, go and look at this watch. That's all I'm going to say because I've already. (laughs) I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me talk about this absolutely fucking incredible watch that i, that I need to own somehow <laughs> i need to buy it um bu- 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 looking at my notes uh so a couple housekeeping items there's new stuff on the website going up all the time really appreciate everyone going and checking it out really appreciate everyone going and leaving comics appreciate everyone also contributing content so huge shout out to watch gb greg bedrosian greg bedrosian i'll get your name right one day dude i, I promise i'll get your name right one day watch gb on Instagram, or in the real world, Greg Bedrosian, um, wrote a really fun, super clean review um, on the Steinhardt uh, Ocean One GMT 39 millimeter, Pepsi bezel, really a lot of fun. It's a watch I don't think a lot of people have seen too many reviews on, just because there's just not a lot of reviews for that watch. There's no US distributor for Steinhardt, so I think it's one of those things where a lot of other watch outlets don't have an incentive to really write a review you know what i mean so go and check out greg's write-up really cool definitely very eye-opening for me definitely really fun to hear his thoughts and insights he's got some really fun pictures up there as well uh let me see uh do 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 other stuff on the website um also here's the big thing also also here's the big thing also there you go redundancy everyone that's 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 my new job (laughs) <laughs> We've been having a blast doing our TBWS Coffee Break live streams. And we really hope you guys have been as well. There's just a really big issue that we have to address. And it's the fact that once we do the live streams on Instagram, Instagram only keeps them in reality existing for 24 hours. After 24 hours, poof, they're gone. Yeah, I- so, when I,
1: so when I burned my finger making my coffee last time, <sighs> you can only see that for 24 hours
0: or, or when you put us in the fridge next to your next to your frozen ginger so you could like get yeah. your coffee ingredients oh, yeah that was only on the internet for an hour what we want to do is we want to um do these live streams we want them to exist forever because we want everyone to enjoy them because they they really are a blast it's great hearing from you guys it's great going through all the questions and it's great just me taking pictures of my cats while michael talks about very serious stuff that's just kind of what happens in the live streams because we because we, we we screen share or like we split screen so like michael's on the screen i'm on the screen but we're in different locations it's a lot of fun um the only way we know to keep these things posted forever is if we start live streaming on our youtube channel which actually does now exist there's nothing on it i think there's one video on it actually of me um doing a demo of the faceted crystal <laughs> for the orient neo 70s it was helpful yeah it was good it was impossible to take a photograph of that fucking watch i'm like i'm just gonna post this video i don't give a shit so um the two book watch Nabs youtube channel is live we're gonna sl- start putting content on it slowly but we want one of the more interesting grounded things we do on there to be these live streams because we can live stream through youtube but we cannot live stream through youtube until we have like a thousand or uh uh Yeah, I think it's a 1,000 subscribers. Shit. Something like that. There's a certain threshold of subscribers we have to have on YouTube before we can start live streaming. That's that's the thing. Mm -hmm. So, you can find a link for our YouTube in the footer of our website. Well, let's put it in the show notes here. If you guys are on YouTube and if you want to do your part to support the show and to just get these live streams available for you and everyone else to enjoy all year round... Go to our YouTube channel and just subscribe to us. It's as easy as that. You don't have to do anything else. And then once we meet the subscriber count, we'll start doing the live streams on the um, YouTube channel. Michael, does that sound right? That sounds right. Yeah. That, that sounds about right. So I think it would be a lot of fun. And then i um, also excited to have the YouTube channel up just to start sharing the Hong Kong content as we start creating it. But um just wanted to let people no that's what we've been thinking about because a lot of people have been asking like oh i missed the live stream can i watch it it's like no dude fucking instagram burns it after an hour and just mm. throws the ashes in the wind you know so yeah really appreciate everyone going to subscribe to the youtube page once we meet that uh, subscriber threshold we'll start live streaming on there it'll be awesome the other item is uh by the time you hear this we'll either be very close or have already reached six thousand followers on instagram michael do you know what that means
1: it's human sacrifice time.
0: God damn it, I was going to say give
1: away a watch. No, you, you <laughs> inverted it. You said what
0: I said last time. <laughs> son of a bitch. Whatever, dude. We're giving away a watch. We're giving away a watch. I'm really excited about this one. This giveaway is only possible because of one of you fantastic folks, and I'm going to give him a shout out right now. That's Tridium Balls. Thank you so much for making this happen. Um, we will tease the giveaway now by revealing that we will be giving away a Japanese dive watch. That's not a Seiko. Right?
1: Bam. That's it. That's all Bam. you're getting.
0: That's all you're getting. That's it. Right? <laughs> or, or should we say more or is that enough? I, I,
1: I, no, that's good. I, I that think that's yeah. that. We're yeah.
0: giving that away. We hit 6,000 followers because we will keep our blood oaths with every one of you ooglin ooligans for the rest of time. Our blood oath is that every time our dumb asses make 1,000 followers on Instagram, we're giving away a watch at our own detriment. If we if, if needs be, we're giving away a watch. But um <clears throat> looking at the time, is it that sad time?
1: Yeah, there's one last thing. I know that um Jeez, with, with the um with the whole internet thing and contacting us, you have a ton of different ways to talk to us, be it uh tbws.contact at gmail.com. You can DM <clears> us, <throat> you can at us on Instagram, whatever that means. Um, talk it's to us through questions, right? Stickers.
0: Ads, if you ask someone to sex thing, right? Yeah. You do, you at yeah. with them with your finger.
1: I have, I have like a separate Instagram, which gets crowded also sometimes. I, I, I don't look at it all the time and I feel bad when people ask me questions and I haven't looked at it for like a week or something. Yeah. So I have, I have made a separate uh, place on the web where you can reach me if I'm not answering. Um, and that's I'm gonna. That's myspace.com/slash/spanishfly1987. <laughs> um, if you have any watch questions, you can message me there. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's myspace.com/slash. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Is it, is it real? Is it real? I think I gotta make it now. Oh no!
0: <laughs> oh man! Ugh, ugh. I thought I thought you were gonna be like you know my you know my new Instagram handle, Thiago, <laughs> or like something like that.
1: No man, talk to me on TBWS. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, just, I I'm curious now. Maybe I'll make it. <laughs> what, what, what was a Spanish fly? What did you say it was? A Spanish fly, 1987, bro. Oh, it's so
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this has been fun I don't know what else to say (laughs) really appreciate everyone putting up with our more casual episodes Uh, had a really really stressful work week so it's always fun to jump on air here but here it's time it's that sad time when we say goodbye to everyone but not goodbye forever you can still talk to us on Instagram on Facebook huge shout out to everyone that's keeping that Facebook page alive you guys know who you are Go and like the YouTube channel, that way we can get that up and running, and um, we will literally watch family, me, you, Michael, and every single one of you crazy motherfuckers, we're going to make this happen. We're going to grow this thing until it's completely outrageous.
1: Yeah. And on myspace.com. And on my Yeah,
0: myspace.com, SpanishFly. It's important that we also grow Michael's MySpace page. Thanks for listening,
1: everyone. My name is Mike. <laughs>
0: This is Kaz, you've been listening to two broke watch knobs. Later.